Hey gamers, this is Jason, and um, I can't decide if I want this sword or this axe. Um, Casey, you go next. I'm that big, giant, wet, fat, frozen tuna weapon from Shadow Hearts. Casey. Buster sword. More like busted nut sword. Oh! It's me, Patrick. Welcome to RP Gamer Episode 5, a podcast about weapons and RPGs. Welcome to our episode. We are going back to RPGs because, you know, this is called RP Gamer. And uh, we want to talk about something specific because I feel like you can never do RPGs justice if you just talk about them in general, right? Like, there's just so much to talk about. So, you got to get specific. Yeah, we thought we would talk about specifically just the weapons in RPGs. I mean, we could talk about weapons in all gaming too, but I feel like there's a huge difference between what we see in RPGs versus what we see in like regular games, right? I feel like with RPGs in general, weapons tend to be a pretty big focus for why you might move forward. It's tied into like your progression where you might get better swords, better shields, better whatevers to make your avatar stronger to go forward in the game. You're increasing numbers essentially. Whereas in like a different game, let's just say like a shooter or Super Mario, like weapons and things like that are kind of secondary to the plot they're always sort of there to help you move forward but they're not like markers for status or progress in the game and i feel like that's a that's a big a big factor for rpg weapons i mean yeah i think that pretty much makes sense i think you're completely right that there's 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 always a huge distinction and one of the things that makes rpgs is those numbers so let's let's dive a little bit deeper then in general what makes for a good RPG weapon. Like if we're just talking RPG weapon, RPG weapon, what's, what's making these stand out? I appreciate one that um, besides like looking cool feels or has some sort of an aspect that makes it fun to use. Uh, my, when I was thinking about that, my first, my first thought was in final fantasy eight with the gun blade and being able to hit R one to <laughs> cause a critical hit. And so I think, I think mm-hmm. some, I mean, not that a lot of games employ something like that, like a, a particular device, but I think things like that, um, just makes it feel, feel really good. It makes it have like more authority than it would, than, an, than another weapon might. I think that's kind of my sentiment, um, completely. Um, I personally like it when they're distinct. So you said the gun blade, which I think is like a totally distinct weapon, um, or things like the Keyblade or the buster mm-hmm. sword they're very distinct um and, and easy to recognize but they're not over the top with embellishments and i think to me that's what makes um not only like for a cool weapon but it, it approachable for uh people who might be amateurs in the rpg world um who might be put off by like things that are just crazy insane because you know they have that whole simplicity to them so that's kind of where i land in terms of the weapons that i enjoy um and what i think makes for like a good rpg weapon what about you jason yeah here's sword go slice things that makes a lot of sense (laughs) i think something casey brought up that i also agree with which is good is that there's an emphasis on the weapon being more than just like a sword like there's okay it could be a sword but more than just like the the weapon that it is it's a little bit more iconic it has 
something that makes it stand out that you remember first off that there is a gun blade and that's ridiculous but also you remember the buster sword so something about it stood out so there's a characteristic that makes it go a little bit transcend beyond what it normally is and i think that's what makes a good rpg weapon as long as you're defining quote-unquote good as something that doesn't have the best stats but one that's like recognizable or iconic so we talk about things like the buster sword which if we compared that to something that we would see in a western game would probably be the most obtuse weapon that you would probably see um how are we seeing these differences in like the weapons in just like your standard rpg versus something like a jrpg like what are some of the main differences i feel like uh as as long as we're not talking about like swords versus guns i feel like there's a difference there but looking at the western style to the the japanese style i feel like the japanese tends to lean towards more of the unique and absurd things if you will so yeah the, the keyblade we can use that one it's literally a key that's also yeah. a sword or the gunblade like you just brought up too but i feel like when you're looking at the western ones it's usually more of a traditional aspect of what it is enhanced by maybe like some form of magic so like the easiest thing you can think of is like D inspired like let's just say oblivion or skyrim you've got a big sword and hey now it's on fire and shoots lightning <laughs> bolts like yeah that's really cool but like it's not this sword that can detach and become like a mech or something like that that you might see in like a different game and i feel like maybe it's grounded in a little bit more of a fantasy realism in western rpgs over japanese and um i don't know what i prefer though but that, that's kind of how i feel about this yeah it's kind of exactly what i was thinking um i think and i think even in in jrpgs the that we, especially with ranged weapons they still even tend to shy away from guns i mean they, they are present but i think for for things like ranged weapons they tend to go towards more things like boomerangs or whips or bow and arrows oh yeah um, or, or magic which i guess is i don't know if you could even consider that a weapon as much as as it is like a device oh i'm but, sure uh, we'll talk about magic at some point in the future yeah, episode <laughs> for sure um and i also feel like uh that you see a lot more like sci-fi rpgs in like the west versus in japan i mean there yeah, are exceptions obviously definitely but you know and, and weapons kind of come into play in those in that way too yeah um for me jrpg weapons are beating up people with umbrellas and <laughs> keys and fish like you mentioned <laughs> in the introduction um but it's also i think the big difference is um you know when you have something powerful in like a western rpg versus in like a jrpg something can be can look stupidly strong but it has like the lowest attack stat mm -hmm. um and i think that's kind of one of those things where like you have this like high fantasy hammer or something like that and it's like an enormous hammer but it does like 20 damage so i think <laughs> like that's one of the big distinctions uh or big differences too, where like in a, a Western RPG is kind of what you were saying, Jason, it's very grounded. Mm -hmm. um, and what, it, what it looks like is what it usually does. And a JRPG is not necessarily the case because sometimes that uh, umbrella you have is doing 2000 damage a hit. I mean, paper cuts hurt, dude. That's all I got to say. <laughs> the paper, paper cuts can definitely hurt. Patrick brought up parasols and umbrellas and hammers and stuff. But I feel like when we're thinking towards RPG weapons, we tend to talk a lot about, pointy stabby things like swords and why is that why do you two think that is so i know it's not an rpg 
but it makes me think of all the sword bro memes and like in smash <laughs> smash yeah, um yeah. i think swords are simple and the most recognizable weapon so mm-hmm. and they're like they're very versatile too yeah so we tend to see like you know you can make a sword kind of look like anything versus a lot of the other weapons um it's a yeah. little bit harder to design um and that's kind of why we see a lot of these like crazy swords in jrpgs that just like can be you know this one kind of looks like a giant candle where this one looks like it's made of fire but it's <laughs> the blades and you know like there's just so many mm-hmm. things that i think that um you can do with a sword um and i think it just kind of all stems maybe too from non rpg weapons too where i feel like a lot of the the heroes tend to have some variation of a blade as well mm-hmm. yeah i also think it's just a lot more satisfying it may it be in a turn-based rpg or uh like an action rpg but hitting something like having that sort of person-to-person contact with a sword versus something else i just think that there's like yeah. a like a real satisfaction in that 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 other weapons don't really provide yeah i, I agree good, with you too like, i think that's kind of like that um whether we're talking about an action rpg or a turn-based rpg there's also something like balanced about that as well like even something like secret of mana um the sword is kind of like the middle ground for a short range weapon you know what i mean like it's kind of mm-hmm. the most versatile where if it's a spear you know you're gonna have a little bit more range or a bow you're gonna have more range or if, you're, if it's like gloves you have even less range mm-hmm. so i feel like it's kind of like that that middleman of all weapons before you branch out into some of the other types yeah i agree i think um for me the besides the two points that you talked about too that big emphasis comes from probably the basis for why rpgs kind of are a thing and i lean a lot towards uh D and just medieval fantasy i feel like that's where a lot of them are set so like you tend to see lots of swords and shields and things like that so it just kind of lends itself so much easier i also wonder if there's sort of a psychological thing with players sort of. being S- yeah, right, sort, sort of, of exactly wow we can cut that out in editing no uh, i feel like <laughs> i wonder if there's a psychological thing with with the players like maybe not wanting to fire guns or feeling like this is an absolute sort of thing so a sword is a little bit more i don't know less evil <laughs> to like slice someone up with maybe it's something like that but now that i hear casey's point too i do like that where you have to get up close and personal kind of with the with the sword it makes it a little bit more impactful Every time you shoot, as opposed to like loading a right. loading a gun or like you know firing a crossbow from across the field, it makes it a little bit different. We're talking about sword bros and whatnot, and that being the common weapon typically of the protagonist. Because I mean, like I can name ten RPGs off the top of my head where the lead protagonist has like sword, like Tales of Symphonia, Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy, yeah. There's there's 15 right in a row. Uh, Dragon Quest, you know, like there's all kinds of RPGs where the main character has a sword. But what about um the other characters in RPGs? Like, are they? Do you feel like we see a variety of weapons in you know your your other party members, or do you feel like we're still kind of sword heavy? Um, I I feel like it's still a little sword heavy, but I think it's just because there was such a basis of swords back in the day the nes era if you will but i think that it's changing and i feel like usually with if we're talking parties and rpgs you tend to have like people kind of shoehorned into a specific type of class or gameplay style so like if your lead character is i don't know um 
Titus, Titus, however you want to say it. Oh, He's going to be using oh, swords. Oh, that's a whole, oh, a whole other podcast. Yeah, that's, an, okay. that's another if, episode, too. <laughs> if you're the lead character of uh, Final Fantasy X, and then you're using swords, and then your your party is going to use, like, freaking dolls and dodgeballs. <laughs> like, it's it's very different. And so I feel like you're... You, they're trying to make it up, make up for it because they know this one character is going to be using swords constantly. So it gives variety in your gameplay because it would kind of suck if Waka and Lulu also use the exact same swords, which I know some games do, but uh, it, I, I prefer it to be different. And I think it sets the characters apart using like this is how they attack and they're still very versatile and effective, even though they're not using swords. That's, a, I think that's, that's a good point. Yeah. Like Final Fantasy um, 6, a lot of the mm-hmm. characters are sword characters. Um, and yeah. I think it's, they're a little bit more distinct when we have characters that are using stabs and rods or spears or like uh Sabin with claws. So mm-hmm, typically mm-hmm. I think that it, I think it goes like two ways. The lead protagonist either has the most obscene weapon <laughs> and, but that's kind of like the focus mm-hmm. of the game. Um, you know, it's probably like some kind of special thing or the lead protagonist has like the most traditional weapon. And then the other they're character. like accented by the random characters yeah yeah and those are and those are the ones who have the obscene ones so like the main character's mm-hmm. weapon might be a badass like still normal weapon but like everyone else's crazy ones and that's where i think you're right with like waka and blitz balls and barrett's with like a gun arm or mm-hmm. colette even from um tales of symphonia you know she uses chakrams you know and it's just such mm-hmm. a strange thing to think like or uh what's the name of the uh, genus in that game if you've played it and like his his weapon is a it's that like um stick or like that handle and ball toy with a string attached thing you like the kendama yeah like that that's that's his weapon Mm -hmm. like and it just Mm -hmm. it's he's a he's a mage and you think like well just give him him (laughs) him him like they gave him (laughs) help a brother out yeah what what the what the fuck is what is going on like why But I bet you love it for what it is. Oh, absolutely. It's fun beating the shit out of enemies with that. <laughs> but Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what do you guys think about the weapons that villains use? What do we what kind of things do we typically see? Um yeah, good good question. I think uh usually if it's something that I think I personally prefer, I like to see the the main villain or main antagonist use something that's like a foil of the main protagonist. Um I mean, biggest example, get it out of the room now, is is Cloud Sephiroth. I feel like that <laughs> you got makes it. a lot of... It's like literally, <laughs> like, Birth is Girth. Girth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. But, like, it, it makes sense, because it, it defines the character again. And just like Patrick and I were discussing a minute ago about, like, you know, the, the sub-characters make the main character... They support that person and their style and, and who they are. I think the same thing can happen with villains. So, uh, it, it's just... it make, It makes a lot of sense when you see that sort of style. So, if you're fighting sword v sword but they're the exact same thing it doesn't make it feel all that good um even I though like kind of can like weird... because if you think of um final fantasy 8 like one mm. of the main antagonists is safer oh, yeah. and or cypher and like same he yeah. has the same weapon and i think he's basically just evil squall yeah, yeah. and I, I think that's actually kind of like the cool part about that where you have this um polarizing um moment of like you have this chaotic character and then you have this like super reserved uh, professional character and like this, the difference between or the, this big similarity of them is the weapon that they use. So it kind of goes with that, like Jedi versus Sith Lord almost in a way, you know, mm-hmm. um, where it kind of yeah. comes down from there. But yeah, no, I mean, like it is cool when you see um, 
a huge difference in their weapons too what do you think casey mm-hmm. i feel like uh I, I agree with what y'all said i also feel like in a lot of rpgs especially jrpgs that by the end of the game if the villain is also the main boss they've they've often transformed and their their weapon is either abandoned or or it's kind of it's there but they really rely on like crazy super abilities so i i feel like oftentimes we we sort of see that change that the villain might start off with like sephiroth's giant sword but by the end he's safe for sephiroth (laughs) he's he's summoning deity floating in yeah yeah, like like the universe to attack you i think that just pretty much it's always going to be a case of they're going to have some kind of crazy weapon and it's just the territory now yeah um yeah where villains are always going to be badass in some way Mm -hmm. um and badass can be like the they're super armor clad like Mm -hmm. bulbez um Mm -hmm. or they're like kind of like that softer side badass um kind of like if again tales of symphonia like mythos um is the bad guy He's not this like big buff dude, but he still gives that aura of like, oh, you don't, you don't <laughs> fuck with him. Like he's he's a super saiyan. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't need to look like the shit. He just is the shit. <laughs> so I think that you you kind of see that like um, that's it's just the territory now. Kind of the bill being pushed so heavily. I think even in Skyrim, you know, like some of the enemies that are really tough have you know pretty ornate weapons that that go with them. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's not like they're just going to be wielding some basic iron sword or something like <laughs> Little that. Little dagger. Yeah. So if we're looking at uh, hero and villains against each other, I think the other thing we need to talk about is probably the different sort of gender roles that you have here. So what about the differences between female characters, their weapon choice, male characters, their weapon choice, and kind of how they go with each other? Yeah, this one pisses me off um, quite a bit. And I think it's really unfortunate for a lot of female characters because I feel like they have like something that you might classify as a sex appeal weapon or mm-hmm. an effeminate weapon. And I feel like this kind of carries over into uh, queer characters as well. So you see things like whips and fans or claws um, typically being the weapon or if it's like high fantasy, uh, you know, we have uh umbrellas like uh princess toadstool in super yeah, mario, mario rpg, RPG. Mm-hmm. or frying pans like mm-hmm. in mario rpg or earthbound um so it's usually something like that or it's something like super obscene that makes no sense where you have the smallest female character and they have the giant <laughs> the, giant the, hammer giant yeah, yeah. hammer and it just makes no it's like like they're they're trying Um, to say like show like hey she's a girl but she can yeah it's like they're trying to overcompensate almost like yeah but yeah overcompensate exactly why can't they just yeah why can't they just also be a sword right (laughs) like it doesn't have to be defined very often that you see that either so like legends of dragoon and symphonia both have characters Mm -hmm. that have these like massive hammers and they are small females and it doesn't make Oh, I forgot where about like that. it's it's very few characters where we have someone like lightning yeah. where lightning has yeah. a gun blade and like that's like she is finally like a polished serious mm-hmm. female character that's like i think one of the things we talked about in that extra episode of justifying why final fantasy 13 can be okay sometimes but rarely uh <laughs> because we finally have you know like this serious uh weapon um for her but yeah that that's what it is for me i think it's unfortunate how female characters are handled compared to male characters. But what about you guys? 
Well, well, I guess I would say side question then for both of you. Like, what about the games where the female lead might be really strong? Like, let's. What about Final Fantasy VI? Like, what do we feel about her and, and Terra's like weapon choice? I think it's kind of just everyone still has the openness in that game. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really any form of crazy weapon Mm -hmm. you know in that game so i don't really think like i said earlier everyone just kind of has swords yeah um yeah i think maybe in the newer games where we see more character details and yeah i was gonna say see this yeah like in a six i was just gonna say like in a six or like a six bit or whatever you know like that generation like you couldn't really there wasn't a lot of like over sexualization and and that kind of thing of like a, a, a feminine person so right and like I thinking of even something like Final Fantasy eight or nine, I know they're not lead characters, but like Renoa Selfie and Quistis mm-hmm. don't have cool weapons in terms of like badass appeal. Yeah. Um uh-huh. and I think Freya is the only female in nine who does yeah um with spears yes yeah, i wouldn't uh, really include dagger or echo yeah. right because i mean like they have rackets and rods you know yeah. like yeah. it's not mm-hmm. it's volley uh, this magic really... at you right and i, yeah, I don't think exactly. there's anything wrong with like stabs or rods or anything like that for for characters but it kind of goes with that whole thing of you know females tend to be those soft mages and mm-hmm. i i like totally. seeing those strong female characters even in final fantasy 10 i mean and i know we're really just hitting final fantasy we're not hitting outside of that which we, sh- we should um but like in final fantasy 10 none of the females are even like physical combat units mm-hmm. that's true yeah i think if we look at um if we take a look at the western side of things i feel like especially with protagonists a lot of maybe this is a thing that western rpgs do but a lot of protagonists are kind of a create your own sort yes. of thing so you can be whomever so i mean commander shepherd can be male female um and then if you're playing like fallout same same idea uh you can do whatever you want so it's it's hard to define like those types of games by how they play their female leads. But if you look well, at but the you, side but you, characters, you can though. Yeah, I was gonna say the side characters. Yeah, completely yeah. L- look at look at how they do that. And I mean, to point pick out one um, in Fallout Three, um, I can't remember her last name, but I'm pretty sure her name is Moira, and she does the Wasteland Survival Guide. Oh yeah, like that huge long quest line. Like she, she's just a, in my opinion, just a, a woman there trying to survive, and she's really intellectual and smart, and like it's cool, and you can help her or you can really fuck her oh, yeah. life over but like it's uh it's it's a great way to like just have like here and here is a female that is a strong person and it's not like uh they need to be characterized by being super gruff mm-hmm. or having other masculine characteristics they carry a large sword she's literally just like a from the ground scientist and so it, it it's it's kind of like we're playing catch up from all the years and years of having females do the side roles like patrick said of the softer summoner or someone that can't use swords or someone that was overly masculine to make them appeal to a male crowd so i'd like to see more things like that as we go forward maybe that is the difference between western rpgs and jrpgs and that like the way female protagonists are handled are better because i think of i play you know a bunch of western rpgs um and i feel like mm-hmm. i'm always seeing um badass female support characters like i know like we said your lead can be whatever you want to be if it's a a make your own character but like um you know if you talk about fallout new vegas um Mm -hmm. two of the females in that like uh cass or um uh, veronica is that her name um who felicia day plays um yeah. yeah like 
they like she uses uh, a power fist and Cass mm-hmm. is like an awesome shotgun character and Just then you, gun, yeah. you you have uh, other games like Pillars of Eternity where you're seeing female paladins or uh same thing in Divinity Original Sin or um I mean, like, even even Borderlands, like Borderlands three, the two of the main characters are female, and they're like the most badass characters in the whole game. Right. So I think that's the that's where we're seeing this kind of like, I wouldn't say balance because I think there's in some capacity some of these games are still a little over sexualized, but at least the coolness factor isn't something obscene mm. or it's not something mm-hmm. that's like hitting a trope. Like it's not like the, this girl yeah. in an RPG is going up and beating enemies to death with a tampon. You know <laughs> what I mean? Like, that, I mean like that's almost how I feel when you see characters using umbrellas or frying pans as a yeah. weapon. It's just kind of like, well, if you're going to go for it, you might as well just go for it. Cause what else are you saying? <laughs> right. Wow. Calling them out. Call Nintendo out. Patrick. <laughs> Okay, so a, a tampon wouldn't be the, the greatest weapon to include in a game. But if we're talking about crazy over-the-top things, there are some some definite standout weapons that we can talk about. So let's dedicate some time to that. Uh, what do you guys think are the most over-the-top, crazy-ass weapons you've seen in RPGs? So uh, we're going to stick with just Western RPGs, right? Because I also like to talk about JRPGs, but I don't want to like compare sure. them. So, okay. Uh, be Western. Yeah, I think one of the big ones for me, I'll just give one and we can kind of like hot potato around. Um, the most, one of the most badass weapons is like the Fat Man from Fallout. Um, oh yeah for sure it's a, literally a, a mini nuclear missile launcher like it's it, it looks crazy mm-hmm. like you look like an insane person when you're <laughs> just, just takes for, like five seconds to reload yeah, yeah. just just for using it but i mean you literally have a mini nuke and i i feel like that is just so so badass yeah. yeah, I think it's kind of cool in that game, too. I'm pretty sure Fallout uh, gives you like a notification tick when you pick up a oh, yeah. nuke. And that's like how important how important the weapons are. It's it's crazy. It's a good one. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually I, well, I wasn't going to say that one, but I was going to say I think it's like the Merv in my RV. Yeah, but it fires eight, eight, eight nuclear or fat mans at once. And it's and then your computer crashes. Like mine right. Does. Yeah. I don't even yeah. think mine would <laughs> load it up, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> um. You know, that's actually the one that I wanted to talk about, too, because I think it's also <laughs> over top and crazy. Um, but like if if we're shouting out other Western RPGs, um, I don't know, like a, a lot of the silliness, I feel like for me, comes from like magics more so yeah. than like the 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 weapons. That's fair. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else to say besides like crazy say, ass guns. I have. Like, and I mean, like, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Like Dragon Age. Um has this really cool staff uh from inquisition which my character mm-hmm. used because i played a mage called the staff of corruption oh. and it's like this kind of like bluish staff and the top of the staff is three like long neck dragon heads and i just mm. thought that was really cool especially for something like a western rpg just because you think like staves are usually like really simple things or they're a little bit more ornate kind of like the staff of magnus and skyrim which i also think is a badass weapon but it didn't really like it just like could have looked like a lot of different staves where like this dragon age staff literally like three dragon heads is just super super (laughs) awesome yeah there's um and the uh, I always get the two games confused. The Outer Worlds, I always say Outer Wilds, but uh, mm-hmm. they, there's a weapon called the Prismatic Hammer, that's uh it's just like this this giant hammer and it's a melee weapon, but it sends out like I don't know if it's like shockwaves or what, but you can you can also use it long range and it'll pretty much like one shot anything. I think they even ended up having to nerf it on um on the game because go. it was so <laughs> powerful. 
Yeah, I think um, some of the weirdness, too, comes from a lot of these games, like uh, not, not so much um, Outer Worlds, but other RPGs, Western ones tend to be like playable online with, with friends or with with others in like uh, competitive modes. So like Destiny, for mm-hmm. example. So you can't really get too crazy because if the gun's overpowered, it's going to be like not usable. Um, so a lot of the more silliness kind of comes from those single player games. And I think that tends to be where JRPGs really, really excel. Oh yeah. Well, speaking of JRPGs, what what about some? What are some of these badass um, RPG weapons that we're or JRPG weapons we're seeing? Like, um, I think Cloud's Apocalypse Sword from the original mm-hmm. um, uh-huh. is probably to me his cool coolest looking weapon. Um, if you know what it's like, it's like flat at the top and it's purple and it's kind of got some like pieces missing in the mm-hmm. me- middle. It kind of like kind of looks mm. like a bl- black fire or like a purple fire. Like it's just really menacing looking. Um, that to me is just nice. like a, such a cool weapon. You know, it's gonna fuck um, shit up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I have a I have a question for the Elden Ring players. I think I saw online someone's sword was just a big ass sword that was made of tiny or smaller swords. Yeah, so, so it's based <laughs> since uh, Martin helped with the game. They yeah, it looks to, like the throne. Yeah, it's oh, supposed to look like the they are in throne. So, wow. yeah, so like there yeah. literally is. You can get it pretty early in the game too. Oh, yeah. Someone I'm following online had that, and I'm like, that sword's just a hundred smaller swords. <laughs> it yeah. was pretty cool. Yeah, literally based off of uh, the Iron Throne. That's amazing. Um, I think what every about? weapon in Monster Hunter, yeah, uh, is obnoxious. <laughs> yeah, they're so not, yeah. they all look really they're all very cool, gaudy though. yeah mm-hmm. but i mean like you just know like i am about to chop a leg off a t-rex like that's what this <laughs> weapon is meant for it's gonna take 55 chops but it's gonna happen <laughs> yes uh i it's it's maybe silly but i've always loved uh some of the keyblades and in, in kingdom hearts especially the oh definitely the, uh, pumpkin head from the nightmare before christmas world yeah, that was yeah. always like i think I, I would always like end up using it through a lot of the later game just because I, I love the way that it looked. Um, I'm actually happy you brought that one up because um, I feel like that kind of bridges into that like whole aesthetic vibe oh, sure. into weapons and whatnot. So do mm-hmm. you feel like when you use a weapon um, that you use it because it looks good, even though it might have shittier stats than a new one? Mm-hmm. Or are you using something just purely based on better stats? Uh, yeah, I got I got a, I got a min max, so I'm using better stats. <laughs> so as cool as it looks, yeah, I need to I need to win the game and that's what I want to yeah. do. But bonus points for any developer, whoever that includes like a, a skin function where you can like swap the skin over. Uh, Diablo three does that really yeah. well. Um, and I would much rather see the cool ass weapon with the better stats than just the shittier. Yeah, weapon. you can do that in Final Fantasy fourteen, and there's like this fist weapon that's, uh, it's like it's like you're holding like kettles, like flaming kettles, and you can use that as your skin, so you can like be beating one of the main bosses and like with with tea kettles, and the more damage you do, they they <laughs> they turn red like they're hot, and it's, it's hilarious. that's amazing. It's, it's pretty funny. I am personally more of a look queen, so um, unless it's drastic, I'm probably going to use the weapon that looks better versus something that, um, you know, like is better in general. I don't like it when you're wearing, you know, like a pot on your head, <laughs> yeah. um, and then you have, yeah. like, you know, and a piece of uh, like a metal curse or something like that. So um, I'm thinking of Dragon Quest Nine, where every piece of 
equipment that you wear reflects on your character and you know like i'm I'm probably mm. going to pick something that matches the way my character looks like if i have the full set of iron armor i'm probably going to use an iron spear even though oh. a steel spear might be coming up because you know the color might be different but that's typically how i go it just weirds me out thinking of like unless it's a game that doesn't show because if it doesn't show i don't really care you're not but just weird those are the worst they don't, they don't match yeah like it just like uh i cannot cannot do it i've been feeling that way with elden ring lately and such a mish a mishmash of armor <laughs> equipment yeah it just it's went just to the weird. thrift store i just grabbed a handful of stuff and ran out yeah, basically <laughs> so me being the look queen that i am the other reason why is because i feel like there are some weapons that like you play the game for or the characters mm-hmm. are known for those weapons and like you could just show someone and be like oh that's from that um yeah so when i think of that instantly what comes to mind are shells and hammers from super mario rpg (laughs) like if you saw a shell or if you saw a hammer and especially if it's like more of a cartoony hammer you're like mario like what game is this from yeah Yeah. instantly (laughs) so are there any weapons like that that are kind of iconic that you guys think that really like set it in this whole rpg weapons or are there not really that many iconic weapons I think there's some, man. We got to talk about Keyblades. Yeah. I feel like that's like the cornerstone of the entire arc of that series, if you can understand it. And <laughs> I would say it's yeah, really it's... just the the base Keyblade. I wouldn't say it's all yeah, of the Keyblades, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I think like you're right. Like, yeah, the, the base Keyblade is probably the most iconic, especially because Mickey has yeah. it too. Exactly, exactly. That's that's a good one too. Um, I also think anything that shows up on like the cover mm-hmm. of, of a game is like iconic. Um, so that's, we're going to bring back cloud again. Also, we can talk about the main character from final fantasy 10. So they won't say his name, <laughs> his sword Titus. is on there. Titus and then, yeah, even on the back. Yeah. Yuna's, Yuna's staff is on there. Like those are iconic ones. I think they stand out and it says something if they're going to be like, yo, this specific weapon is going to be on the freaking box. Like that's how much we like put faith in this weapon. Um, I think that, um, usually weapons that, stem from history or fairy tales mm-hmm. are kind of mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, iconic so for me excalibur and the masamune yes. yeah i feel like those are the two big iconic weapons because you i can't even like say a game that they appear in because they appear in a lot of games yep. like excalibur is in almost every final fantasy yep. um, almost to the point where they have like a second version of the excalibur in final fantasy 9 yep um, yeah and the, well it's also in like non-final fantasy just because this caliber yeah, is so yeah. well known it's just everywhere <laughs> and that's that's uh them pulling from a lot of different um you know like uh folklores and tales and and whatnot and then the masamune was the other one which i mean like it's in final fantasy it's in chrono trigger um mm-hmm. i think it's in brave fencer musashi don't quote me on that um but i'm I, pretty sure it is you see yeah. it you see it pop up in a lot of different um rpgs as well and then like that's that's one of those ones where like yeah i mean like that's something that we know oh yeah it's also in bloodstained right can't you get it in that you get uh, i think so you can get some crazy ass weapons in that game yeah before we move on from this topic though i do want to talk about some other like personal iconic weapons sure. that i like um i got to shout out final fantasy 9 uh one of my first final fantasies i really liked uh zidane's um like double daggers mm-hmm. and i think i think eventually he gets the mage masher which is such a cool weapon and like it's not gonna win huge fights down the road, but being able to just double slash and silence like casters yeah. is really cool. And for me, I was like, this is an amazing weapon. Well, that's another and one. I, like I Final, Final Fantasy being one of those games where it carries on. I feel like the Mage Masher has been around since Final Fantasy three. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think it was three. I mm-hmm. think um, you know, I think it's like in three, four, five, 
and then nine would probably be the next one and then i don't think you see it again until 12 um i'm not sure if it's 11 not counting that one but Mm -hmm. yeah like they final fantasy has made their weapons iconic um within their own realm and i think uh some longer series do a good job of that um also like dragon quest is one where you see a lot of weapons you know appear over the course of the games you know um what's another one i was just a sega game that just popped in my head i feel like fantasy star is another one where you see like the same final weapon in the majority of the games i just think that's Mm. super cool because you know if you're someone who's played that series you do want to see those things you want to see like hey i remember that guy (laughs) you want to see new things too but definitely like when those weapons make an appearance you're like yo (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's yeah it's exciting there's sort of like a almost like a sense of nostalgia i think especially if it's a series that has had many iterations like final fantasy absolutely um Okay, so I wanted to talk about this since like the beginning of the episode because you <laughs> brought it up on your list um, it, with the whole frozen tuna thing. So there's a game called Shadow Hearts um, and this character named, I think it's like Joachim. I'm not really sure how to pronounce it, but he's like a wrestling vampire and he li- literally uses everything mm-hmm. as a weapon. He uses a locker, he uses a coffin, he uses a frozen tuna, he uses a mailbox those are some weird ass fucking weapons one of his weapons Um, looks like it i don't remember what it's called it might be a pipe but it kind of looks like the warp pipe from mario yeah it's it's like (laughs) it's a green pipe and it looks exactly like it um what are some of these weird weapons and other rpgs that you guys are saying seeing i'm talking about like the weird ones when i when i was first I, I i feel like i have more memories of chrono cross having weirder weapons than it does but when i was looking earlier i was like so many weird there weapons. there are but there weren't as many weird ones as i as i thought that there was but there there's one character named janice who's a demi human and she uses a gi- a gigantic carrot and then there's kind of back to the <laughs> female and male things there's a series of characters mostly women unfortunately who use like utensils like frying pans and spatulas and spoons ladles and ladles yeah, <laughs> yeah. um i think and needles are they use or something yeah something there's uh what are they i don't remember what they're called but it's like a long range weapon um i think one of the one of the uh characters doc i think he throws like needles or, or something like syringes or something oh the yeah, syringes yeah, i think yeah, my yeah. my first my first like most memorable experience was fighting <laughs> or not for chrono cross but just in for weird weapons in general was being like a kid and playing Final Fantasy VII and fighting the Demon's Gate, or yeah, the Demon's Gate in the Temple of the Ancients, and having Sid mm-hmm. with a mop and uh, and Cloud <laughs> with the with the yeah. nail bat, which is a little less weird, but but still cool. Um, and I was like, well, but weird in comparison to the things that have come before. Yes, you yeah. know, like everybody has that like gag weapon in Final yes. Fantasy VII, but it's not even like. It's just cool an game thing. It's yeah. like legitimately something that people yeah. <laughs> just randomly. Yeah. Get. I mean, yeah. they put it. They it's so iconic that they put it in remake like quite early, and you know, really beefed it up. I think. What about you, Jason? I, um, you know, a lot of my games tend to lean on the the safe side here, but I did want to give shout out to. Uh, we haven't talked about Silvando. Um, I like that someone just brings juggling balls basically into some of his <laughs> attacks, and I think that's wonderful um i also want to uh want to point out i thought one of the funniest things i thought of early in my rpg career was um uh kuna quina from nine who literally just uses a fork and knife and just eats people (laughs) uh i always thought that was kind of funny and um 
from Persona 3, I thought it was kind of kind of weird. Not a, not a funny weapon, but just thought it was it's strange that Akihiko just punches things while everyone else slices oh, things. Oh, sure. And I thought it was kind of ballsy ballsy of him just to run in with literally a glove on and I'm, just slap I'm surprised you went with Con- or, um, Akihiko versus Kanji because oh, Kanji is literally chairs. using a folding chair. In- See, but I haven't played f- Oh, oh I forgot you're a bad gamer. I'm so um, I'm ending I'll the chat here. now. Goodbye. <laughs> okay, bye. Um... Bowser in Super Mario RPG oh, yeah. has a the, couple the, the of chain chomp. weapons. Yeah, well, Chain Chomp is one of them, but I don't think that's his weirdest weapon. I think his weirdest weapon is called the Hurley Glove. Oh. And yeah, the glove. He basically like he picks he throws up. Mario. Yeah, he picks oh up gosh. Mario yeah. and he throws Mario. And if um, Mario is under a status effect, he won't pick him up and throw him. He'll throw a little doll of Mario instead. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. just the strangest oh, thing. It's wonderful. And then any game that makes you like, I, it always gets me when games uh, go crazy anime um, mm-hmm. where like characters are fighting with dolls or like entails the Ab- the abyss. The character is riding a doll. Um, that's just oh, so right. weird to me. Um, it takes me out completely of not even like the immersion. Mm. Cause I mean, like you play video games, it's not like it has to be complete immersion, but um jrpgs that are so crazy over the top anime sometimes i just stay away from now because i don't know i don't want to play a game where one person has a gun and the other person has a magic fish (laughs) and like somehow these two characters are doing the same amount of damage um how does that make you guys Mm -hmm. feel about like these weird weapons when you see them in games uh i'm i'm for it i think i I play games to have fun and, and enjoy, and, and I think it's fine to be serious, but when someone, or some game rather, is leaning towards being a little more funny, I think it's okay, as long as it, like, fits. But if it, if it's weird, like, I don't know, let's say it's a random cutscene in Final Fantasy XIV, and for some reason, Noctis <laughs> is just carrying a giant a giant tuna, like, it just, it seems a little funny. So, like, it could be a little weird, but, like, when you lean into you know waka using uh blitz balls like yeah that's just what he does it fits the world so it kind of works well they're um, like and battle I, I personally blitz don't balls, so i feel like they're kind of like <laughs> there's little spikes toward, on them yeah but <laughs> i think i think you said it well where if it's a game where most of the context is serious and then like one character just has these like what the fuck weapons i don't yeah. think that's okay but if it's like a silly game i think that's why in earthbound it's not as big of a deal mm-hmm. that apollo um is using um frying pans because other people are using yo-yos or slingshots or like baseball bats so i like i think that's kind of fine but if they're the only character like one person has a sword and one person has you know an axe and then all of a sudden someone has a frying pan or that tampon we were referencing be like (laughs) a tampon okay Mm -hmm. so we've talked about weird weapons so what are y'all's thoughts on ultimate weapons what are your favorites what do they kind of need mm. to be iconic? What about the process to get them? Because normally it's a bitch. <laughs> it's funny you bring that up because uh, I was going over this um, this topic with Laura and uh, she brought up in Final Fantasy X. Um, you know, I don't remember whose weapon it is, but when you have to dodge the lightning bolts, is it? It's Lulu's, right? Yeah. Yeah, and like the weapon, we don't remember the weapon, but like we remember the freaking path yeah. to get there. <laughs> yeah, and so I think that's that's kind of where I stand. Like the ultimate weapons I remember are the ones that it took a long time to get. It was a bitch to get, um, and th- those are the ones that stand out. And and like Final Fantasy VII, I think. God, it's not ultimate weapon that you fight. Is it emerald weapon? You get someone's ultimate. No, it's, oh my it's god, ultimate. it's been it's, ages. It's, it's it is ultimate, ultimate weapon? weapon. Yeah, you get ultimate weapon. 
you know, ultimate weapons from ultimate weapon. So yeah, like like those those fights are the ones that stand out. I couldn't really care less about the weapon itself. It's just kind of like, what did I do to get there? I think if we're just talking about like sheer coolness, this is where I'm okay with seeing weapons be completely over the top. Because if we mm. have these kind of like standard looking sword, spears, whatever, this is where I'm okay with them being a little bit more crazy. Um, like Yuna's Nirvana staff is really cool mm-hmm. i really like staff weapons and games so just seeing all the embellishments instead of just being like a simple staff um the keyblade uh the ultimate weapon keyblade like that mm-hmm. is so cool to me like it, it it looks like a final fantasy weapon at that point it doesn't look like a disney weapon anymore yeah and that was something <laughs> i thought things was all over it yeah, yeah really cool <laughs> but other ones that i think are super cool shining force 2 you get a fucking lightsaber as your final weapon <laughs> um i mean it's that's hard to compete with um and then i know this is probably not not many people like yuffie um i love yuffie. i feel um i think her ultimate weapon is probably one of the better ultimate weapons because all the ultimate weapons in final fantasy 7 have some kind of um like coding that if something is going on you do more damage and some people's are if your mp is maxed out you're doing a lot more damage or if your hit points are maxed out you're doing a lot of damage or i think like mm-hmm. maybe barrett's is if you're missing hit points you do more but yuffie's is just whatever level you're at is how much damage extra she does mm. um so she can get to 9999 a lot faster than some of the other characters can unless you're like manipulate manipulating with um like hit point materia no, um and it's just mm-hmm. it's just consistent like if you that she can do almost as much damage as cloud can with omni slash with her not final limit break but like the one before it it's crazy. Damn. It's called like blood loss or blood ladder. I thought or, do- or something. Doom to the Living is her last one. Yeah, I think, maybe. yeah, I the don't one know. before. Yeah, that. yeah, the one before that. Um, yeah, I, I remember. What about you, Casey? How about all ultimate weapons? The 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 first thing that I thought of was was I remember I I played a lot of Blitzball in Final Fantasy X. I remember like having like <laughs> two hundred hours on my save file and in, in oh my high gosh. school, and like half of that was Blitzball. I don't know why I loved it. Probably like one of like five. Oh, it's so it's so much fun. Oh, good. I it's, okay, good. But I feel like no one loves it, but I loved it, and I think that's how you get Waka's world champion uh, ultimate weapon. And I just remember getting that, mm-hmm. and then using attack reels, and like having. I think the weapon comes with like the damage break, so you can do like ninety nine k. And I just remember like obliterating enemies and hitting them like twelve <laughs> times with each balls. at like a hundred thousand, a hundred thousand dollars, a hundred thousand damage basically each hit and it was just very very satisfying well i'm still waiting for that game so i can beat someone with a diamond crested tampon because i feel like that's (laughs) probably the most ultimate of ultimate weapons and on that note we're gonna take a quick break (laughs) (laughs) wow (laughs) okay can't believe that's the break point uh but tell us your thoughts over on twitter instagram and discord what are your favorite uh rpg weapons western jrpgs what are the most iconic what are the silliest i would love to know uh, also, don't forget, uh, we appreciate you listening. Leave a review to this podcast as well, wherever you are listening. We'd love to, love to hear your thoughts there. And don't forget, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at HeyRPGamer. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. are back for the middle segment today we are going to talk about what games we're playing and then we're gonna do something a little extra special in this middle segment but first 
Casey, I want to know. Give me a short little synopsis. What are you playing right now? Uh, <clears throat> Elden Ring. And I, I'm, I'm not great, but I'm not nearly as god awful as I thought I was going to be. My <laughs> I feel like you've played enough games where dodge rolling is kind of one of the major yeah. main mechanics, so yeah. you're probably I'm getting not, better. not as bad as you think. Yeah. yeah. I just I just my my only um souls like experience was with Bloodborne like 4 years ago and I played it for like 2 hours and couldn't mm. get past like the first area and I just was very mad. But it's fun. Uh it I mean it's everything that everyone else is saying. It's it's big, it's beautiful. There's a lot to discover and it doesn't tell you where to go or give you a quest log and and i appreciate that yeah it's uh i actually talked about it i think in our last episode right jason i think so yeah Yeah. like it's just i can see how it's not for everybody but i also think it is one of the better games i've ever played if not one of the best damn yeah what about you jason what are you playing uh well i'm playing a game really similar to elden ring um it's called ape escape 2 on the ps2 i mean that's actually Uh, where they base the game off of yeah it's you know i can see it from from the very beginning um but no in all seriousness we went out with a friend last week um laura and i did and went to a used game store and they had ape escape 2 there which i don't have which is surprising for all the games i collect don't have that one so i picked it up and we started playing it and uh it's hilarious dude it's um if you don't know the game like basically these super intelligent hats get stolen and they kind of fall on the top of the heads of hundreds of monkeys somehow it's weird but then you have to go around different worlds and just collect them and you do it by like luring them out with like this boomerang that smells like bananas or you get like a small remote controlled car that you have to use to like hit switches and then you just literally get a net it's and kind you of like pokemon arceus in a sense like oh. it was the og yeah. co- like collect these bitches collecting yeah yeah, yeah. but you're there's not there's like a set number you only need so many it's it's a playstation 2 game and so you're you know going through stage by stage but uh it's super fun super cute uh it's the sequel to the original game on the ps1 which shout out was either made or made specifically for using the dualshock uh analog sticks oh, yeah. so uh you yeah you, you only you use the two sticks to move the game if you yeah have if it. you don't have the dualshock and uh you uh you actually use the right stick to like flick your weapons and to like use them um and then the face buttons and the d-pad are just used to like select and move the camera um so it's all used on those those sticks so it's pretty cool and I actually believe Ape Escape 2 is also on PS4. I believe you can download it online and play that oh. way, which is much cheaper than how I bought it, but that we won't have to talk about that. So we can just move right on. <laughs> well, I am playing something that Jason will never play, um, <laughs> even though it's a point of contention on our channel. Jason, what am I currently playing? Earthbound? Yep. Oh. Uh, so, um, I am doing a video on Earthbound, and it's actually tackling this whole dilemma of Jason not playing it, and <laughs> me Thanks, debating buddy. on how to explain to him why he should play it. But I felt like, why not give it another romp while I'm doing it? And uh, yeah, I'm happy I'm doing it because it is still a good game. Um, little spoilers on what I'm going to say in my video, but uh, yeah, it's just so cute and so weird and it's so you can weird. see the influences it's had on so many different games um but yeah it's good and jason should play it and if I'll i ever get to hold him at gunpoint that's probably what my demand will be uh patrick you said we have like a special thing today too yeah so for the first time and hopefully from here on out we are going to be doing fan mail in our mid segment oh. as well so if you are on our patreon there is the opportunity to ask us questions and have them read and answered on 
our podcast. So this question comes from Fuzzy Kitty via our Discord, um, our exclusive Patreon channel on our Discord, which again, does not take much to get on there. Uh, If (laughs) you could remake any PS1 RPG, what would it be? And what would you alter? Um, yeah, let's just make it really brief. What what what's what's standing out for you? What what would you pick? What would you change? I don't think what would it be? I don't think Patrick would would agree, but I would love to see Legend of Dragoon. I think uh, I just I, it, I know I, I loved it. I I think it needs a remake uh, or even a remaster. Even a remaster. I'd love a remake. I just think that a lot of the parts are really great, even if overall it's just uh, like as of now or in today by today's standards it's just a it's just an okay game but i think there's some really good parts and i think they could really flesh it out and make it make it make it stand out amongst the sort of uh jrpg genre that's or yeah genre that's going on right now i would agree with you i don't think like i don't think it's a terrible game i just know people say that it's the best sure ps1 rpg and I, that i just oh, yeah. I, don't, I don't i don't, agree. I, just don't <laughs> I don't agree with that but i mean like if they totally remade it i would be interested to see what they do because the potential was absolutely right there. what about you jason uh i also was thinking about legend of dragoon that makes a lot of sense to me i feel like because it, it just didn't get as enough enough love um but another one that i don't think we see too too often but i think there was a recent port is the very first grandia game oh yeah um i think i think they ported the second one over a couple places but i'm not sure about the first one um and it's not like super hard to find it's also not even that great if i remember from what i played oh, from it so, but i think so that it's yeah is it though i don't know see that's why i think i need to see it again because i was much younger like when i first played it this is like middle school ages and uh, i just wonder if i would like to see it more now it's kind of like playing an early 90s uh anime like that's the best way to compare it but i mean like with all the adorableness that goes along with it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and it's a little silly it's a little funny yeah yeah yeah. i agree what about you dude um i would go with a different legends game and i think i would want to remake legends of lagaya oh yeah yeah yeah. um so casey i'm not sure if you're familiar with that one but this one is like turn-based rpg but instead Mm -hmm. of just hitting the attack button you would put in different like directional commands like button combinations yeah Yeah, and it would kind of play out like street fighter based on what you put and if you put in certain commands you do like a special move so like not you wouldn't do a hadouken but like for example if you put in like moves like that you might do like a special air kick or something like that Mm -hmm. i thought Mm -hmm. that was really really cool um i think what really set me off was that like once you know all those things or if you just find kind of get a guide it tells you all the different moves um i would want to find a way to keep it fresh but that was one of those rpgs i didn't think i was going to like and i played it when i was in the seventh or eighth grade and i played it all the way through and i was kind of like whoa like this there is some depth that was cool yeah there is some depth here (laughs) that that's pretty good it had an interesting magic system of like defeating monsters and then they become your magic which are which are basically summons um that's that's one that I would definitely want to see because it's just kind of fizzled out. Like, you know, there was a sequel mm-hmm. and then yeah. it just... Which wasn't as good. Yeah, which <laughs> definitely wasn't as good. Um, but we're actually going to be talking about RPG series that have just got on the wayside here in a couple episodes. So hold, hold on tight.
and we are back for the second segment of our podcast and as you know we usually play a game when we do this and this time we were actually able to make the game fit the topic so hey the title of this one i loved a little clever old me thinking of something uh we're going to play a game called super smash gamers melee um and what we're going to do is we're going to pit two different RPG characters against each other in a head-to-head battle, and we're going to describe who the character is and what weapons they'll be using. We're only allowed to pick one for franchise, and the third person, what they're going to do is they're going to decide who wins. Um, That could be who wins based on coolness or who might actually win in this battle or maybe just like full points for uniqueness. smash rules final destination no items three lives <laughs> oh my god <laughs> gotta gotta keep it in that standard um so yeah uh you know just with our usual shenanigans we're gonna do two rounds of this game um and up first we're going to go ahead and do me versus jason mm-hmm. so i'll actually go first for this one to give jason an advantage for a possible counter pick but jason okay counter pick mm-hmm. i'm choosing rudy from wild arms and oh, nice. rudy throwback yeah is one of the only people who gets to use a gun but not only is this gun like a normal gun it's basically made from the parts of old demons and Mm -hmm. um rudy has this ability especially in the sequel where he can unload all of his bullets into the enemy and it basically does like 110,000 damage which is crazy so yeah i'm choosing rudy's weapon from wild arms rudy's gun rudy's arm if you will what you got well i mean the obvious counter pick here it's i can't believe you would even even pick him because i'm gonna counter with um this little known character called uh, uh, Gino from Super Mario RPG, who, if you don't know, also uses guns in a sense, but they are his arm. <laughs> and he is a magically enchanted being from the heavens, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and he basically can't really die because he's not really alive. And um, yeah, he's going to wallop Rudy. Oh, man. No, no doubt about it. You guys, uh, was... all right, Casey, who's winning? So, who's got this? So he can't die. <laughs> Rudy versus Gino. Oh, we can die. Well, I mean, he could die. <laughs> he but die. I mean, can you? But can you really kill something that wasn't really alive? Uh, I mean, yeah, you can blow you. it into pieces because it's just a little wood <laughs> with, fucking doll with, with your with your demon. Uh, well, gun. I think that's for Casey to decide. All right, that's for Casey um, to decide. Uh, my inclination after hearing both of you, my gut reaction was was Patrick and Rudy and his demon gun. <sighs> even 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 if you can't die, not fair. Jason, or not you, but you're just ragging on the game because it's a Mario game. Point point know. one, Patrick. <laughs> I, to be fair, I've really not played much of either of those games, so it uh, isn't a it isn't. Well, a, shout out—they're both—they're both, they're both yeah. great. They're both good. Mm-hmm. Okay, next round is Jason versus Casey. Jason, you get first pick. Bring All it. right uh Ven- vendetta here we go so i want to uh uh use my my final fantasy card right now before i lose it later and pulling we're gonna the pick F the card. king pulling the f card the king of all massive swords is obviously Kl- uh Arin from final fantasy 10 um he with his huge ass sword that he carries with one arm which is his arm looks really weak i don't know how he manages to carry that but that one sword, and you know when he grips it with two hands, oh, that business yes. is coming down. 
All right. So is it just, is it any particular of his swords or? Oh, you're right. Um, God, I don't know. Uh, I'm not, I'm not skilled enough to know what swords would be his best one. That's, that's, I mean, that's but, okay. I'm not, I would never say like one's an ultimate weapon, one's a base weapon and therefore that person wins. But like. Okay. Mm. Whichever one you think is the coolest, Casey, that's what he's using against you. Oh, definitely his very <laughs> first one. The very basic one. That one's the coolest. Oh, I, oh, like, I think, I think hey, the master. Kind of, well, I'm just kidding. Cause it's, I'm just saying that. I'm just saying that because it's the weakest. <laughs> All right, Casey, what do you have as a counter pick? What's, uh, what you got? Let's see. Um. Let's go for something long range. Um, it's a game where you you have to make your own character. So imagine who whomever you want in this mm-hmm. role, but but Skyrim. Um, we're gonna go a little chaotic, and I have the the Wabajack. Uh, the Wabajack, if you didn't know, is a staff that oh. a staff that can can do really who knows what. It can turn you into a pile of cheese, a giant crab, or catch you on fire. <laughs> so uh, you know, we're just gonna we're just gonna use my staff and see see what happens to Oren. Ooh, Patrick, I'll, interesting I'll, pick. I'll let you that's thought, that's I'll let funny. You yeah, yeah. Will Orin turn into but, a pile of cheese, or, or? I was thinking about that one as uh, picking for myself as well, but I decided against it. Honestly, I think Jason has the upper hand on this one <gasps> with yeah. uh, Orin's sword because he would probably just do shooting star and knock you into oh, the next galaxy. Shooting there. star. So yeah. Bye. So Peace. bye. <laughs> Good choice, though. Good choice. Much appreciated. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Your revenge was exacted. All right, so our, our last round we haven't done yet is Casey v. Patrick, and I think Casey has the first draw. Oh, man. Um, What you got, bro? What you oh, got? I don't like going first. Um, we're going to go with the, the, the Soul Survivor from Fallout 4. Um, kind mm-hmm. of in that same that same genre. Uh, but I'm going to use the Junk Jet, and I'm going to have anything in my inventory at my disposal to, sh- to, to shoot at Patrick. So I got table. What a literal got, trash I weapon. I got table legs. I got bones. I got, I got uh-huh. cue balls. I got teddy bears that explode. I got other weapons to shoot at you. I got uh, maybe a ghoul, you know. Okay. Crazy random happenstance. And I promise you that this is not a joke or a counter pick. But I had the Merv from Fallout oh, 4 funny. for this one. Oh my god! I, I almost, so I almost. You're, you're, you're shooting junk at me while you're, I will you're me. with a nuclear <laughs> missile. But, but not greatly aimed ones. So maybe, maybe I can. This is true. Maybe true. I can dot. It actually reminds me of a funny uh, video on YouTube of Fallout 4 where. Uh, this one guy goes up and he goes into vats and he starts shooting this soldier guy. Um, and the soldier guy turns around and he has the fat man. And, oh, my gosh. Oh no. And he launches it. He's shooting and like he's about to kill the guy. And then he reloads his magnum because he's out in the middle of that. So the guy gets the fat man shot off. And it like you can see it moving slowly and you can hear it. <laughs> slowly in vats. But it, but it just yeah. whizzes past his face. <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is so, so funny but yeah so yeah i use the merv against you that's fair okay um well i think there's an obvious winner here and i know we're all thinking it and it's it's obviously the the junk gun (laughs) yeah Um, okay sure (laughs) and i think it's just because you know you would probably you you would both be in vats i would assume and then if if the merv doesn't just straight up miss it's probably gonna hit the ground and just kill you both anyways (laughs) so like that's that's kind of a fault to both that's like a negative one across the board and then i think the the the, what's it called is it the dust blaster the what's it called jet. the junk gun you don't even 
even judge know the it. Gun. That's what it is. I think it could it could shoot that. He doesn't even go that. here. <laughs> it doesn't even go here. It could shoot that, that table leg right through your head a lot more accurately. So I have to give it to the junk junk jet. All right. Okay. Rigamoris. Rigamoris. Sure. Whatever. Do you need a recount, Patrick? Yeah. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. So, well, I mean, the score doesn't matter, but it I know. Also matters, I'm but I think kidding. we're. I think we're all tied. I think we did tie. Oh, yeah. I think we. I think we all tied up. I won the first okay, round. Jason won the second, and Casey won the third. Okay, so round two. This time we're inverting it. So mm. I went first with Jason. This time Jason is going first with me. So Jason, what do you have? Okay. Um, I want to give some other love to another iconic weapon we talked about this this episode, and that is the Keyblade. And I think that we're going to use uh, King Mickey's Keyblade instead. So you're going to be fighting Mickey Mouse oh with his Keyblade in his badass Organization 13 hood before <laughs> he's taken it off. So you don't know who it is, but you clearly know who it is because he has those big ears. Darth, Mi- so Darth Mickeyus. Da- Darth Mickey. <laughs> Darth Mickeyus with his Keyblade is taking you on. Well, versus Darth Mickeyus, um, I feel like I may have strategically picked this character knowing who was going to be judging, <clears throat> knowing that uh, wow, I okay. couldn't possibly <laughs> lose based on who I was picking, but um, I'm going to go ahead and pull a little character from Chrono Cross named Surge, mm-hmm. and Surge is going to be wielding <laughs> the Master Moon Swallow. Oh. Oh, nice. Very because nice. I do know I, I also had a I also had a category of Chrono and Surge just in <laughs> so, case. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. yeah um, that's who I'm picking, Casey. Oh, man. Wink, wink. I truly love... Who wins this one? I, I truly love... Wink, wink. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, truly, mm-hmm. I truly do love both of these games. I'm, uh, I hate, I'm so sorry, Patrick, but I still think Jason would win. Boom! Oh, dropping it. You are, I'm deleting, <laughs> I am deleting your Chrono Cross video off the channel. You are not a Chrono it's, it's Cross removed. fan. Mickey, At the time of this podcast, it I is God. Mickey has more, more, like, Surge is just this kid. Like, he isn't, I mean, not that Mickey's exactly. this, like, grand warrior, but I think. He can make an explosion of light at will. That's that's very fair. I mean, and Mickey Mouse, though, can unlock, unlock people's yeah. hearts. I don't know, okay, man. It's, it's okay, crazy. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. Rigamoris. Um <laughs> You're just salty. Casey versus Jason. Okay. Let's hear okay. what you guys have. Uh yes, I'm first. Um is, I wouldn't say it's a throwaway pick, but it, it, I mostly thought I mostly oh. thought it was just funny. Uh well not really funny, but amusing. Um so uh picking Lulu from Final Fantasy Ten. Mm-hmm. She, she has <laughs> with her with her, her dolls. Her little Moogle, but it knows Death Strike. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh nice. shit! Not the not the tonberry. I mean, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, it could be a tonberry. Okay. I don't think that matters too. Whatever you find cutest, but I think Moogles are cute. <laughs> well, I am also pulling on the heartstrings of our uh, our reviewer here, and uh, I have to go with this this game that I think Patrick's heard of, but I never played it called Earthbound. And, um, <laughs> I, think, I think the main character's name is Ness, and he uses like a yo yo or something like that. Um, go fuck yourself! I'm true? picking Casey. So. <laughs> <laughs> Not even fair. I didn't even get to defend the you game. You haven't even played, played the game. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't even play this. But yeah, that's what I'm well, going with. Well, the yo-yos like down. miss 25% of the time. And that's one of the like the built-in things for them. So I feel like the swing that you had missed the Moogle. And then he got you. But I don't so. think, yeah, I don't think the Lame. Moogle matters. You gotta, you gotta beat Lulu. Well, oh, so Ness was Ness was distracted by the Moogle, and then Lulu just came. Yeah, just went, went, <laughs> went, one, one hit Her. with the Death Strike. Okay. God. All right. Lovely. This is it. This is it. Okay, I'm ready. Patrick's uh, first, and then Casey. All right. So I feel like we don't talk about this dude enough on this channel, and 
he's like mm. the OG. Um, very diverse in what he does. Been in almost every kind of game. So we're going to give it up to Mario. Okay. <gasps> oh. And Mario is going to be wielding his ultimate weapon from Super Mario RPG, the lazy shell, which is the lazy shell, yeah. The hugest shell you have ever seen in your entire life. And I know that weapon too. I don't actually. Oh, that that is a very good <clears throat> low investment RPG. Like it's not take a lot of time to beat it and it's so cute and so much fun. Yeah. Yeah, it is really cute. Good music too. I want to play it. All right. Um, this is I I I decided on this one about two minutes ago because my other pick got picked. Um, so yeah. <laughs> um, any hmm. any of the cast members or party members from from Yakuza Like a Dragon? Um, they have they have they have a number <laughs> of, of of job opportunities in that game. Uh, but but my favorite mm-hmm. is still the chef. And at his at their okay. disposal is a number of uh, giant flaming uh, burners to shoot at enemies, or throwing knives, or uh, uh, there's even a, like a cheese grater ultimate move where like you grab the person <laughs> and then you like grate their body against this giant cheese grater. Oh Ooh. God! It's it's, it's God. Fair. Please it isn't, no. It isn't particularly gory or anything, but it's pretty funny. Well, it sounds awful. <laughs> okay, so. Would I rather be cheese grated in the face <laughs> by an angry chef or kicked in the gut by a huge shell? Um, God damn. Uh, I feel like so you'd wait, be mowed win, over right? by yeah. the giant shell, right? I would be. I would be. Um, I don't know. It seems like it seems like it might be the lazy shell because I feel like from a distance, he could kick that shell and any flying objects such as daggers or cheese graters would just get knocked out of the way. <laughs> and then you'd have a giant green shell made of literal bone smacking into your I'm skull. Sorry, what, I, wait, think, what color I think is Mario the shell? wins. What color is the shell? Is it green? No, it's red. Oh, it's a red shell. It's a red shell. Yeah, yeah. I'm thinking of a different one. The different what, one. What's the one that becomes like really big? The lazy shell. Uh, is it still a lazy shell? Yeah, okay. It's just been a Bowser. Bowser Anyways, has one in a big shell. There you go. Yeah, that's what it would be. So actually, if I pick Patrick, I think we actually all went, we all won one and lost one each round, right? Weird. Look at that. Is it? Yeah. We wow. didn't even. Oh, plan we're all that. best friends. No one's even. Yeah. I think <laughs> just well. by default, though, because it's RP gamer Jason loses because he's not gay. <laughs> I think we all can agree okay. that. So this is Jason so this is the 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 part in the podcast where Patrick gets that railgun and shoots me in the skull, and then I fall down, and the podcast ends. Yeah. Well, that was a wonderful game of Super Smash Gamers Melee. Appreciate the uh, the attacks on each other. And also the shout-outs to RPGs that I haven't played in a long time and I would love to get back to. And we'd love to hear your thoughts, too. So if you're over on our Discord, uh, please let us know your favorite thoughts for RPG classes, characters, weapons, who you'd pit against one another, why you think that uh, Mario would win with his lazy shell over Casey's choice. I don't even remember what it was. Casey, what was your choice? The I'm giant sorry. cheese grater. Versus Casey's choice of a giant cheese grater. How ridiculous that is. We'd love to know. And we also have that special Patreon channel too. So if you join us and uh, join us on Discord, you have a special channel to talk to us there. And we love all of our Patreons too for uh, supporting us. Thank you so much. If you enjoyed listening to us today, be on the lookout for our next episode, Relatable Characters, coming up in two weeks. Also be on the lookout for future YouTube videos and our Twitch streams, which we'd love to see you because it's just a bunch of guys hanging out, being bros. Hmm. playing video games we appreciate you all for listening and hope you had a great time now go out there and get gaming 